Hello and welcome to a podcast of things are done on the radio. You've downloaded it. You've done the hardest part. Well, I say that. You've got the listening ahead of you. You've done one of the hardest parts. And this is a collection of bits that we did on radio earlier today. I think let's just get stuck into it. Enjoy. Rebecca Ferguson featuring Nile Rogers, No Words Needed. And she's right, because sometimes just one of those gestures like they used to do when they were pretending to shake up the beans for Nescafe, sometimes that gesture replaces any words that you might need. Anyway, welcome along. So far, you've missed nothing. We, we I did mention 50 Cent in the club. And this is because Rochelle said she uh, partied this weekend like it was a birthday, because it was her birthday. And that's the kind of clarity that 50 Cent needed. That he says, hey, shorty, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. You don't need a simile in that situation, 50 Cent. Rappers always using similes when they don't need... Well, Valerie gets in touch and points out I might have made an error. Uh, She says, I think it's supposed to be pronounced shouty, not shorty. Does it not translate well to the English accent? Hello, shorty. I believe it's your birthday. We might party as if it were your birthday, shorty. It's probably why I'm not a rapper. But no, anyway, good points, well made. We'll get stuck into the papers in a bit. Already I see there's that picture, which you might have seen, of Boris Johnson going for his run wearing a white shirt, which I'm not incredibly sure why you'd have, you know, with the proper collar and everything that you could wear with a tie. Would you use that for jogging? Because the problem is, if you run wearing a badly tucked in white shirt, it looks like you've just made your way out of a lady's uh, hotel room when someone came home too early or something. It's got that kind of vibe to it, and I'm not necessarily sure that's the look he's going for. Nor am I sure that's not the look he's going for. But maybe more on that later, because I tried to... We were talking about rapping. You know me. Stand-up comedian, radio broadcaster, big round face that you can sometimes see on the telly, and rapper. That's what my business card says. So I thought I was pretty good at it. We were talking about 50 Cent and talking about celebrating Shorty's birthday. As if twere the birthday of aforementioned Shorty. Now, Valerie, who is American, it's very important to remember that, we're saying, you're getting the pronunciation all wrong, it's shout, shouty, shouty, not Shorty. So I had a crack at it, and then she's given me some feedback, which is appreciated. Uh, she says, almost there, but not quite. You've got to get a little drawl into it. She says, a soft A, and then some swagger. Can I just check? Is the word shorty spelt with an A? We really are two nations separated by a language, aren't we? The... Shout it. Shout it. She says, that's how the guys have always said it to me on the streets. Oh, no, you're right, I can't do it. I thought I could, but I can't. Shout, shout. I want to end up saying shouty. Is that what people say to you on the streets? There is. Have you been getting into road rage incidents left, right and centre? For some reason they're calling you shouty, but they're saying it badly. Ichiku Park, no idea what that means. Small faces, I know what that means. You see those people sometimes, don't you, where they've got like quite a large head, but all of the detail of their face is all in a small area. Like, eyes are lower than, like, halfway down the head. The mouth and the little cheeks stick out the side. And it's perfectly fine. It's not a judgment. I'm just saying. Small faces. While we're talking about judgmental things, in the papers today, Changing Rooms presenter Lawrence Fuchelin Bowen, is that how you pronounce it? Has defended the price at which he sells fancy pants. He's flogging patterned £50 boxer shorts and knickers. How about I dare you? 
Uh, the boxer shorts, £50. The knickers, £40. At his shop, House of Llewellyn Bowen, which opened in Sirencester, Gloucestershire. £50 for pants. That, I'm not even sure if, what phrase I would use in there. Like, £50? He must have seen you coming. The, I... I probably spend £50 on pants a decade. So, I think that's expensive. Why would I spend that much money on boxes where literally no one's going to see them? Because I don't use the outside washing line anymore. I've got an area inside. That's the only time anyone would have seen them, to be honest. He said... This is Llewellyn's Bowen. Uh, the craftsmanship that has gone into these pants, I think it's very cheap at the price. These are special pants. For 50 quid, they'd better be able to call me a taxi. For that much money, they'd better have GPS and ability to grant wishes, mate. Uh, if you've ever had a pair of uh, lucky pants, these would be they. So, I'm thinking of the phone-in. So the phone-in's either going to be, what's the state of your pants? Or this lucky underpant theory. I like that because I remember back in the day, there'd be certain items of clothing that I would always be more, how does one phrase this politely in an afternoon show during the Me Too era, um, that one would be more fortuitous if one were to go to a nightclub to avail oneself of the affections of yep, pull, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so. What's your what's your lucky status? What have you got? What were the lucky pants like? I mean, I don't know what your average pants spend is. Which is not a phrase I thought I'd ask, but that's good to know. What do you reckon you drop on pants these days? Because uh, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen is selling pants, and not his, but just some one, you know, ones he's made. He's not had to do that. <laughs> he's not hit that level, that Kerry Katona level of using the internet to make money. Um, but he's selling, he's designed some pants, and they can be they can be yours for 50 quid which seems a little steep. Um, I don't know what people are doing with their pants, but I'm not I'm not spending that much on them. Um, Jane says, Hi, Steve. Have you seen Lawrence What's-His-Face Bowen lately? Uh, he hasn't gone short of a pie or two recently. Oh, dear. If the boxes are modelled on his backside, says Jane, we're talking king-size duvet cover ma- amount of material. Hmm. Well, then, I suppose it is actually... It's worth a bit more, isn't it, if you're getting all that material for that fair play i know what you mean i've seen him doing some adverts on tv and he looks like he has uh, and there's nothing wrong with this this is not a judgment we've all gained a little covid weight and i'm I, he looks like he's gained some covid weight if he's been through about seven pandemics which is fine absolutely fine it's almost a shame because he always had like you know the frilly cuffs and the frilly sleeves and all that lark wouldn't it have been better if everything just suddenly got tight on him and all of the fancy cuffs ended up higher up the arm? That just would have been... But, you know, he's too stylish for that. He's not done that. Do, 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 do. Playing that is Time 107.5, by the way. Playing that, which Britney Spears toxic, because it's been in my head all weekend. Because I looked on the phone out. I was on the phone one of the nights on a train back from a gig, and there was a story about Extinction Rebellion that caused a protest at an airport, and they put up a big sign that said Toxic Airways. And I know that's meant to somehow tell us that aeroplanes are bad, but it just made me think of that Britney video. So, because I always wonder what the airline was called, where she gets to be a stewardess person and also somehow jump out of that plane and land on a bike i'm not sure if you can actually do it and i'm not going to try it Brittany does it for us she provides an excellent service thank you very much for uh, getting in touch today we've learned about lawrence Llewellyn bowen's pants and they are not to be sniffed at 
because they're 50 pounds that's a lot it's a lot of money for it and i was he was saying these would be the lucky underpants and i actually if anything think it was the other way around back in my day when i still had some opportunity and a, a good enough back to be able to handle it um i always found it was the times if ever i went to a nightclub with the more embarrassing boxer short that was when i was more likely to be successful in the romantic endeavors i remember back in my youth for some reason i had a pair of boxer shorts that had scooby-doo on them and i that's not a cockney rhyming slang thing i actually mean oh, let's move on you know exactly everything i'm trying to say smudger says hi steve well <clears throat> not so much lucky pants as mucky pants all right well we might leave that one there as well he says i've got some great stories about my pants and most could not be mentioned on the radio but still good well congratulations if you'd like to get in touch with any pant related stories not necessarily smudger in those ones but with a nickname like smudger i don't think we want to hear details of your pants coldplay and bts i'm now doing that little gesture thing with a thumb and index finger to look like a little heart that they do now i'm doing this gesture with my hand now i'm doing this one which apparently in sign language is very different this is an episode of curb your enthusiasm anyway the point is we'll move on to what we're meant to be talking about today uh we are talking about Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen's pants last time we mentioned it because what I like about this is sometimes I get sent messages and I am straight away like a ferret down a northerner's trousers trying to work out what else can we find out about it give me the answer to this question or this one and sometimes you get sent a message and you're like I'm okay with not knowing the backstory on this on Facebook Valerie says I was traumatized when I was 10 years old wearing white jeans to school I cannot wear white jeans anymore. You'll leave that there too. Your requests include this one from Jane in Collier Row, who says, Afternoon, Steve. Uh, hope you're well today. Been stuck in front of the laptop again today, doing bits and pieces with my LinkedIn profile. Would love to hear some Al Jarreau with Moonlighting, if possible. Give me a couple of songs. We'll do Ella Henderson. We'll check the roads. Then I reckon we could do that. How's your LinkedIn profile work going? I get an email from them a lot, which is amazing because I never remember signing up for LinkedIn. But let me have a look. One of the most recent emails that I got from LinkedIn said, you're getting noticed. And I thought, oh, hello, fame beckons at last. And I clicked on it. It said, seven people have, uh, you, you've turned up in seven people's searches. Seven whole people, you say? Why I shall start planning for my retirement now oh, can't wait to see what those seven people do to my career so far no word on anything nick h gets in touch and says hi steve a serious question on the subject of only seven interests in your linkedin profile what with you being regularly on tv regular as in once a week that is a radio presenter a stand-up com uh, comic etc very funny guy how comes your videos on youtube channel have so few views uh nick I know, right? <sighs> I mean, that's not an answer to the question, but it's an agreement with the flipping question. I don't know. Maybe we can prove it by me talking about what I like to talk about on radio. Um, James Bond. I've not seen the new Bond film yet. Have you seen the Bond film? You can let me know what you think of it. I have worried for a long while about is it going to feel like it's aged? Do you know what I mean? Has it been left out of the fridge and gone curly a bit? Because it was meant to be released 
two years ago-ish, and now it's finally out. But what does it take so long to make films? I think I remember this correctly, that they were recording bits of this Bond film, filming bits of this Bond film, in Pinewood Studios when we were doing the BBC version of The Mash Report in Pinewood Studios. It was the building next to us. At the moment, we're filming Late Night Mash in Elstree next to the George Lucas stage. Oh, it feels good. You're right, why on earth? With that going for me, no one's watching my stuff online. Strange, isn't it? But, thankfully, I've got a clip of the new Bond film that proves how up-to-date, how topical, how finger-on-the-pulse things are in the new version of the Bond film. There's one scene where he goes and gets all the latest tech, and you can tell this is not dated at all. Now, pay attention, 007. Q. We have some new gadgets for you. Firstly, the new standard-issue pen. Uh, and this one comes with laser, exploding cap, and tracker still? Yes, all the old tech, but no ink this time. No one writes things anymore. Why waste the money? Don't press that, 007. Q. Here we have the latest smartphone for you. Uh, 6G, LiDAR scanner, accelerometer, magnometer, and a quad processor. Does it shoot lasers? No, it's a normal phone, but they're amazing these days. Don't press that, 007. Q. And here's your new car. Front-facing missiles, rear oil slick, ejector seat, and this one can go underwater. But before you use it, you will have to fill it up with petrol. Q. Yes, you'll probably have to, maybe for hours. That might be why no one's bothered about my stuff online. So, look, I know there's been a lot of rough stuff in the news of late. We've had threats of meat shortages, carbon dioxide shortages. No one's going to be able to afford gas. You can't get petrol. You can't get diesel. And then even if you do get meat, you can't cook it because of that gas price that's gone up as well. And what was that? No daffodils. That one we're fine with. But everything else, it's been a rough old time. So it's nice to finally have a good news story in the news that we can celebrate and feel happy about. In the papers today, dry ice will be used to blast onto the railway lines to clear nuisance leaves. University of Sheffield engineers have developed a leaf cleaning method which will be trialled for the first time by operator Northern on passenger trains. Ah, oh, it's nice. Isn't it? Apart from, let's look at that again. Dry ice will be used to get rid of the problem of the wrong kind of leaves on the track. Dry ice is a solid form of carbon dioxide. So how are you going to make that when we've been running short of CO2 all the time? And also, this is not CO2 that you just put in a nice bottle and have a fizzy drink. They're just going to spray this on the tracks, release it into the atmosphere, add more CO2 to the atmosphere, so Greta can tell us we should be ashamed again. Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks very much for doing that. That seems like an absolutely great idea. And even if it weren't for the fact that we don't have any CO2 to do it with, and you're just spraying CO2 to make the planet worse... The idea of getting trains to run online on time is to put dry ice on them. So when your train arrives, it'll look like Cliff Richard coming out of the smoke. It, it'll look like you've gone on stars in their eyes. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be the 732 from Crew. So at least that's the closest we could get to a good news story. In the papers today, it says Britain could be about to enter a fake news war with Russia. Or maybe we're not. Don't believe a word of it anymore, because someone just told me about a fake news war. So I'm not going to believe that. What do you think I am? Some kind of an idiot? On the way, then, more of your requests. Don't answer that question, by the way. Afternoon, I'm Steve, keeping you up to date with all the latest. You know that's what I do. 
notice that Instagram's down. They've just got a news alert. Instagram is down. This is a worry. This is a big panic. No Instagram. It could mean that millennials might starve to death sat in front of a meal just because they haven't been able to post it yet. We'll give you more on that story as and when anyone manages to care about it. Thank you to Phil who got in touch on this one. He says, um, WhatsApp and Facebook are down too. I'm having to talk to my wife. She seems quite nice though. Oh, that's good. It's good that you, you two should... Uh, it's nice you were nearby. You two might get on. You never know. I wanted to get us up to date in the world of entertainment news. Um, last week, we spoke to Larry at the start of the week. Did we ever talk about this? The we did. Uh, I chatted with Larry about Gemma Collins eating a steak that was covered in gold leaf. And we did some jokes about eating gold and some... I don't know if there's a C-3PO toilet joke in there. I can't remember now. Um, but then some of the little chats that I have with Larry are put on social media. And Larry's got a Twitter account. And um, Gemma Collins retweeted it. So that's the most listened to Larry sketch that's ever happened. Thanks to Gemma Collins. Thank you very much if you're listening. Big fan of your work. Big fan of your metallic choice of food. Although, as we said last time, has anyone ever eaten anything and said, "Mm, mm, mm, needs more transition metals in it, this one? Yeah, I'm not sure it's that healthy for you. Somehow, I have a very low gold content in my diet. and I think I'm doing all right. I've certainly not walked through any metal detectors at airports and set them off just with my innards. So that's that's a step in the right direction. However, wanted to get you up to date with the world of entertainment news. Let's do another one then. Uh, speak to my friend who knows about what he's talking about. About It's Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, what you got for me this time? You like Star Trek, right? It's the main reason I didn't touch a girl until I was nearly old enough to learn how to drive a bus. Well, you'll love this. William Shatner, a.k.a. Captain Kirk, is going into space on Jeff Bezos' rocket. Captain Kirk has been into space loads. No, Stevie. Shatner himself. Mmm, well, I bet I'd do that too if I was in a rocket. Must make you nervous. And when the 90-year-old actor does it, he'll become the oldest person to go into space. Yay! And hopefully he'll then go on to become the oldest person to ever come back from space. That's harsh, but I take the point. Look, it's great, isn't it? He's finally getting to do what his famous TV character did. And if he can then do a slow run down the road with his moves bouncing, he can do what his TJ Hooker character did too. You're in a weird mood today, so we'll leave it there. Thank you for the update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. You ain't no Ain't no G. I think that's what he's saying. I don't think I'm a G either. Don't really know what it means. Cup size? Definitely not a... Like a C. Anyway, signs and Snoop Dogg and Justin Timberlake. You can tell we're getting towards the end of the show, can't you? Because we're just knocking it out of gear and letting it roll into the station. Uh, thank you very much for some of your comments. We found out earlier when we spoke to Larry how Captain Kirk is going into space, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I was a big fan of original series growing up. Of course, Next Generation is probably better, if I'm brutally honest about it. And yes, it would be better to send Patrick Stewart into space, just because you could have that engage moment. But I realise that Jeff Bezos is not going to go into space with Patrick Stewart. No, because as a bald man myself, I realise there's a hierarchy. And if you're... Like, Jeff Bezos would be really annoyed that Patrick Stewart would be the most famous bald man on his own... Like spaceship. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Anyway, thank you very much for getting in touch. Ted in Elm Park says, Afternoon, Steve. Who would have thought 
Um, no, sorry. Who would want? To, who would you want to take into space? Oh yes, because we did this ages ago. We did a phone in about who would you take into space, and he says, "Can I change my original to Kirk?" I see. So a few weeks ago, we do a phone in. Who would you take into space? Can't remember who you said. To be fair, Ted, but now you want to change it to Captain Kirk because Jeff Bezos is paying for it. You little cheeky, getting away with it, aren't you? And that's the podcast done for another day. Thank you very much for downloading that. You can see the comic solving problem stuff on YouTube, which we mentioned in there. Might not be the most watched thing online, but. Uh, and you can track me down on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen. You can see Late Night Mash on Dave. It's on Thursdays at 10. It's repeated Sundays as well. Can't remember what time. And I'm probably available elsewhere, but basically, subscribe to the podcast and enjoy another one, why don't you? Till then, bye.